Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. And welcome back to Raising Joy. My name is Dr. Kristen Perch, and I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist at Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm joined by my beautiful and amazing co-host, Miss Winnie King. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Winnie King, who is standing and sitting in the heat. I know. Like, okay, why? really, seriously. This, why? this is okay. We can all agree on heat. Okay, is- can we all agree on the heat? And this is not the garden variety heat. This is, is this is, is unique not. heat. It is. This is heat that, you know, you're standing in the shadow or under a tree or shade. It's still hot. It is. Like there's no relief. I don't I don't understand it. Like none at all. Can I tell a funny story? Oh, please. Okay. So, um theoretically, I have a 3-year-old at my house mm-hmm. and um she walked out of daycare and like yesterday, and she goes, "Stop it, hot! <laughs> Stop it, hot! <laughs> it is hot." I we have declared that she's the narrator of our family, and <laughs> so she's like, saying the things everybody's thinking. Yes, and it, it's it, infinitely yeah. funnier than I yeah. could have put it. So yeah. yeah, so I agree with her. I mean, like, stop it, hot! The, yeah, when you open the door and you go out, it's like somebody opened the oven door. Yes, it is oven hot. It is oven hot. Okay, I you know we need to talk to somebody about this because <laughs> this is not really it's not working for me, and it's speeding up the aging process. (laughs) So I'm not happy. I'm not happy, but you know, but all is good. We'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We will. I I started like daydreaming about Christmas yesterday and that's when I knew I'd hit a new low. Yeah. And you, you were talking about all this good food that we want to eat and I can't eat in the heat. No, it is. I got to wait till fall to really start eating. That's right. Because it's just too hot. Yeah. But I'm still not losing weight. But anyway. Yes. No, I'm with you. It's because of all of the um, fluid intake that we have to have Uh to keep up uh with this like situation outside. Gotcha. Gotcha. So today on the podcast, we have Miss Casey Holder. She's the guidance and counseling coordinator at Mansfield ISD, as well as Christy Wiley. And she is the program director of the Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation. And they're coming to talk to us about something very cool. It's called the Hope Squad, right? Hope Squad. <laughs> Hello. It's called the yes. Hope Squad. Oh, my piece from Mansfield. I just moved to Mansfield. So oh, yay. yay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All I'm is glad good. to be here. Yes. All is good. We're glad you're here. There is hope because, you know, what we like, um, we talk a lot about mental health and kids' mental health and what they're needing and what they're doing. But this this particular situation really helps us with prevention. It is suicide prevention. It's not aftermath um, which does give us hope because there's something that we can do to prevent it. Y'all talk to us about it. Right. So, you know, there's uh, in our circles, we've heard of prevention, intervention and postvention. Mm. So prevention is before a crisis. Intervention is during a crisis. And postvention is if we've lost someone. 
So what we know is that every step of the way, we can step in. So postvention is prevention. But what we're hearing overwhelmingly from all of our school districts, so the Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation, we're a nonprofit that does suicide prevention for children, teens, and adults here in Tarrant County and the surrounding rural counties. And we support this program called Hope Squad, and we're at 107 schools across 15 districts right now. Wow. And so we have all these relationships with the Casey's of the, the education world, and all of them are saying the same thing. Our kids are in crisis. And so what we know is having access to resources is so important. But even here at home where we have great resources, there's still a wait. So where can we move the needle first? And it's in prevention. Mm -hmm. Let's help these kids before they get into crisis. Mm -hmm. So Hope Squad is a peer-to-peer -peer suicide prevention program out of Utah. So started in Utah by Dr. Greg Hudnall. And uh, where his school district was Provo School District, and they were averaging about two suicides a year and had been for about 10 years. And Utah has had uh, historically higher rates of suicide. So he was actually a high school principal, and he was called to identify the body of a young man who had hung himself mm. in the park across the street from the school. He mm. was 14. Mm. And Dr. Hudnell tells the story. He says he threw up and he just sobbed. And he said, we're missing something. We're missing something. So he got a group of community stakeholders together. So educators, community leaders, parents, and said, what are we missing? And what we're missing was that peer-to-peer -peer piece. Teenagers talk to other teenagers. Kids mm -hmm. talk to other kids yeah. before they're talked to an adult. Yeah. And what we've researched is that seven out of 10 kids will tell a friend that they are contemplating suicide or they'll post it on social media. Mm -hmm. But what happens? The friend doesn't tell anyone because there's this secrecy and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want my friend to get in trouble. And so we have these kids who are hearing it and seeing it and they have no idea what to do. Mm. So they keep it a secret. It's a deadly secret. It is. So we're teaching Hope Squad members we can't keep a deadly secret and let's watch out for one another. I love that. Wow. That's, that's deep. And that's a hard secret to keep. That's a burden. That's a mm -hmm. real... My, my shoulders hurt just even thinking about somebody telling me something like that. And then I got to keep it. Yeah. And that's but that's one of the fear, the fears of adults when it comes to suicide prevention in schools is especially with Hope Squad, because Hope Squad uh, students are nominated by their peers. And then this group becomes part of this Hope Squad. And a lot of the pushback is, well, that's a lot of pressure for these kids. That's a burden. Absolutely, it's a burden. Mm -hmm. It's a burden when they don't know what to do, do with it. Exactly. Right? So mm -hmm. we're giving them the tools, tools. Mm -hmm. and the permission. Okay, and, and and what to do, right? Because like yeah. th that's a very adult problem, you know. Well, any I think a lot of adults wouldn't one hundred percent know what to do if they hadn't had like no mental health background or didn't know what to do, and so then you put it on like a 13 year old, and like, they're just like, I don't know. And I don't want to be, betray my friend. And then, and they just don't know what to do and they don't want to betray their friend. And so they keep it inside. And we're also showing them how the warning signs. So even if somebody's not coming out and telling their friend, they're seeing what those warning signs are so they can ask their friend, mm -hmm. are you thinking of harming yourself? What, what, what do the signs look like? 
there are verbal cues, nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Um, if we know that there's a situation where somebody has gone through a loss, whether it's a family member or just a friendship loss, um, starting to give away items, those are all cues that we um, share with our students so that they, if they see that's happening with a peer, that they know to go tell somebody. Yeah, and we know, I mean, kids, they're more aware of the signs sometimes than than we are are because they Mm -hmm. spend every day with their peers or their friends. They know when they're not acting like themselves. And when I'm in schools and I'm doing suicide prevention uh, for kiddos, you know, I'll get on a whiteboard and I'll say, how do you know when a friend isn't feeling like themselves? And they know all the things. Mm -hmm. So it's when what we hear uh, you know, they can say something, they can post something mm-hmm. when what they hear and then how they act. So behavioral clues and then something we know may be going on at home. So these situational clues, when all three of those things come together, we know it's a higher risk for suicide. And one of the things with kids in particular is this idea of giving away prized possessions. Mm. We had a kiddo once he gave his uh, Apple watch to his best friend. And then he went on to tell three other people that he was thinking about suicide and he did end his life, but nobody nobody. said anything. Mm. So, you know, it's if we can teach these kids to be aware of the signs, that's when we can change the school culture. But it's also we're doing a, um, a suicide prevention training called QPR. Yes. And I, in Mansfield, I have to, um, we have trained all of our high school staff members on QPR, which is called question, persuade, refer. We say it sounds like CPR. Mm -hmm. If you see somebody in crisis, you're not just going to ignore, even though you're not a doctor, you're going to either stay with that person or if you know CPR, you're going to act. Mm -hmm. Same with when we see somebody in crisis, we're not just going to just ignore it. We want to do something. So, um, my, uh, the next task is training all of our middle school um, staff members on QPR and intermediates. I have going in the fall, and I'm actually training bus drivers in August because who spends so much time with our students? Yeah. And here's what they're talking about when right. they don't think anybody's hearing what they're talking about. Um, and every new staff member in Mansfield, I see, I'm going to train at MTOP. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, and when you think about the circles and the, you know, we want to train kids in in their environment, staff members in their environment. So Dr. Hudnall, um, he has one of my favorite quotes. You know, we've all heard the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Well, it takes a community Mm -hmm. to save one. So when we can do QPR for the entire community, so parents, uh, school board, city council, Mm -hmm. firefighters, uh, faculty and staff, bus drivers, the cafeteria workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things. Someone will be at that point to hear it. And so one of the things about Hope Squad is that we know that it changes the school culture. Mm. And it's because we are starting to take care of each other and we all have the same language. So one of the things, um, you know, we know that every kid doesn't have the same trusted adult. Right. Right. And what we're teaching Hope Squad members is not to be counselors or therapists or go looking for problems, but we are teaching them to be that friend. Maybe they can be there to help take that hot moment to a cool moment. And then the most important thing that a Hope Squad member is doing is saying, will you go with me to Mm -hmm. get some help? Let's go see Miss Holder. But what if the kid says, ooh, 
right? Right. That's who you go to if you're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and so Hope Squad member says, okay, so who, who is your favorite teacher? Who, Who do you trust? Well, maybe they say coach. Okay, but the whole idea is we've done QPR for the faculty. Mm -hmm. So coach knows he's not the mental health professional either, but he's a trusted adult. So if he can model, you know who I like to talk to when I'm struggling? Sometimes I'll go talk to Miss Holder. And when coach models going and talking to the counselor, you've changed the whole campus culture. Mm -hmm. And it can be anybody. I'm just using coach as an example. Yeah. You know, it just it feels like, though, with this kind of attention and when you're looking at um, the behaviors, the the things that are going on with each of these students, that you are not only going to uncover the the potential of suicide. There may be some other things Mm -hmm. that you uncover from these from these kids and what yes. might happen. You sh- you're shaking your head like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I, when I do QPR training, I often say these are just warning signs of conversations because something is going on in that student's life that they need to talk about something. And you're right. It's not always about, it will not always lead to a suicide assessment. They just might need to vent. Um, and Christy uh, did a training one time and asked the kiddos, so when you've done poorly on a test. What do you do? I text my friend. I do, it's the same type of thing. We are teaching them to talk to each other and peers and and get them some help. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just going to state the obvious because, you know, school shootings are just like ridiculous. Okay. So I could even see where you might walk up on the behavior of somebody who may want to do something like that too. Um, oh, I saw this. I, I saw the posting. I saw this. I heard him talking in the, in the, in the cafeteria or on the bus or whatever. And there may be something else that comes out of that. Some preliminary research. So there's nothing official yet, but when we go back and look, we look back at the young men who've, you know, done, done these, kind of done these atrocities. They first had suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while Hope Squad is a suicide prevention program, mm-hmm. what we know is that it helps with connectedness, mm-hmm. anti-bullying, yeah. and school safety. Because it's all about connection. Yeah. Yes. It's a, and if there's not that connection at, you know, and somebody doesn't have a friend or they think nobody wants to be my mm-hmm. friend, that's they have no one. Yeah. So um that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It yeah. Really it's it's just what we know Hope Squad members are doing. They're not just getting this curriculum and this practice to have these hard conversations, but they are also doing something called a lifesaver challenge. And so some of the things they're doing is, uh, okay, on Wednesdays during passing periods, Hope Squad members, we're not going to use our phones. We're just going to say hi to people and make connections in the hall. Now, are they telling the school, hey, we're not using our phones on Wednesday? <laughs> no, they're just doing it. Yeah. Right. Right. And they also have Hope Week. Um, Our middle schools um, did a Hope Week the last two years. And every campus does what they want. um, But it's just a week where everybody is feeling connected and loved and fostering hope. Um, It's probably my favorite week. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. It's so cool to see what the kids come Come up up with. with. And we really try to make sure it's student led. Yes. Yes. Teenagers are way cooler than I am. And sometimes the, I don't know. You seem very cool to me. Isn't she cool? Hey guys. I love her. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like we as adults may be like, ooh, this is a really cool idea. Let's do this. And they're like, like, lame. 
same, right? <laughs> like that is so 18 months ago. Uh, yeah, Which yeah. might as well be well, a decade ago. Right. And I'll go, I'll be like, okay, my eyebrows are on fleek. And they're like, miss, <laughs> that is not a We're thing not anymore. Just fleek, I do. <laughs> on fleek. I'm not cool. But, you know, but they know what's going on. They know what their peers will respond to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. One of the coolest things that a, a kid came up with is called Shred the Negativity. Mm-hmm. So they brought in shredders and during lunch, the students could come by the Hope Squad table and they could write down a negative thought or something someone said to them or something bad that happened that day. And then they could watch it go through the shredder. Okay. I love that. And like, okay. I'm obsessed with a shredder. Okay. Like, you know, there <laughs> so is something like, therapeutic about that. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I feel that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love I that. Okay. And a, and a teenager came up with that. Okay. I love it. But, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You know, yeah. like. Like they know, like they are connected, like they absolutely know what's going to resonate with their peers. Like this is a great, and they're also so creative. Yeah, like they're just, yeah. their brains are just like bubbling with great ideas. I'm just so glad that they have adults that respect that. And, you know, we're not telling teenagers like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Like, I, I just love that. Like respect the teenager for what they are and everything they have to offer. Like, that's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. When I, so I, myself, I struggle with depression and anxiety and I've had suicidal thoughts. So I think I probably started struggling when I was in seventh grade. But what do we say about seventh graders, especially middle school girls? Mm-hmm. Hormones. You know, yes. Hormones, puberty, all the things. But what did no teacher or parent ask, uh, say to me? They never asked me. So uh, what we know is that sometimes adults, the adult world can make these assumptions of what's going on in yeah. this teenager's life. And let's say we ask them, we say, Hey, you know, what's going on? Why are you sad? You're not acting like yourself. And they say, Johnny broke up with me. You know, the first thing that we want to say is there's more fish in the sea. Get over it. Make it, make it, make it right. Make it feel better. That three day texting relationship isn't going to be the love of your life. Like we've never been sarcastic with our kids. Right. But if we do that, what have we just done? Yeah, you push them away. Mm-hmm. That's right. So are they going to come to us next time they're hurting? No. So the whole idea behind QPR, behind Hope Squad members is really this intentional outreach and listening. I love that. Let them talk. Let them tell you what's going on. Then we know. And if it's not suicide, great. We've just made a connection and we've deepened our relationship and we've lowered anxiety. But if it is, we never know unless we ask. And I just think about like how therapeutic that has to be to a kid that's struggling that one, someone in their class or someone that they know and have seen, they realize that they were having a hard time. They cared about them enough to ask the question and then they listened. I mean, and we know how cathartic that can be whenever we talk to a trusted friend or if someone reaches out like, hey, are you okay? Like, you don't seem quite like yourself. Whenever someone can identify that about you and you're like, you're right, I'm really having a hard time and you can get it off of your chest. Like it is so therapeutic and so cathartic. So I just like, yeah, I I don't know. It just makes me so happy because I I realize like how helpful this has to be to so many kids who are struggling. So you guys are in 107 schools Yes. So the Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation supports 107 schools right now. In Texas. uh, In, yeah, in North Texas. Okay, gotcha. So we're actually implementing, so we're in 88 and we're implementing in 29, Mm -hmm. including Mm -hmm. our intermediates. Yes, at (laughs) Mansfield ISD. So tell your story about 
how you, I love this story. I love for Casey to tell it. So I have just been the coordinator this last year. Prior to that, I was a middle school counselor at Western for six years. Um, And we partnered with the foundation that um, spring semester and brought Hope Squads. And um, I was actually the Hope Squad advisor for that first year and had a ball. And one of my students is actually going to be here today. I'm super excited to to see her and chat with her. Um, And so then the following year, this last school year, when I was the, the coordinator, we actually implemented, so that was eight middle schools. This last year, we implemented in seven high schools. And this next school year, we'll implement in eight intermediates. So good things are happening. I love this. So so much. Tell me the tale of Hope Squad pre-pandemic, during pandemic, and now after. Because it sounds like after there's there's a lot going on. But was it pre? Was it going on pre-pandemic? And then we like, oh my gosh, now we're in the pandemic and we really need to do this. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All of of it. So... What a lot of people don't know is that suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24. 10-year-olds are fourth graders. Yes. Right? And so, and what we know, you know, education-wide is risk assessments are just, they keep going up. Mm -hmm. So, in Texas, suicide prevention is an unfunded mandate. So... State of Texas says, hey, schools, you have to do suicide prevention, but there's no money for you to do it. So this is where the foundation steps in to help fill those gaps. Mm -hmm. So, yes, uh, Hope Squad started back. Well, it started back. The first Hope Squad was like 1999. Right. So it's been going on for for years and years. And before the pandemic, we had... um, Gosh, at that time, we were at 69 schools, I believe. So then pandemic happens, and we were able to quickly shift to some virtual opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grapevine Colleyville uh, is one of our districts. And do you remember during the pandemic, like, toilet paper was super scarce? Of course, because I was hoarding it. So, yeah, we were all <laughs> hoarding it. Right? Oh. And so the Hope Squad members, they came up with this really cool idea where the videos, the social media, they would like throw something to someone. And so it was all sorts of different. Right, right, right. So what they did is they got a a toilet paper roll and they did the Hope Squad life preserver on it. And then they, the whole Hope Squad filmed themselves at home, like passing the toilet paper. And then at the end of the video, it said, there's enough hope. To spread around. Oh, <laughs> y'all. Oh, I love that. that. So it was so cute. So, you know, yes. And then people realized, okay, so now a pandemic has happened. We super need it. So if we didn't need it before, we Definitely need it now. Need it now. But here's what surprises some people. Um, a lot of people think that suicide rates went up the past two years, but they went down. Wait, now stop. Yes. Okay. I was not aware. But where did they spike? Where? Youth and communities of color. Okay. So what we know is that since 2009, suicide rates have doubled for our Hispanic and black youth. Mm, mm. And since the pandemic, there's been a 31% increase in mental health related ER visits, especially among girls. Yeah. 
Know that. Y'all know that. Yeah. Uh, suicide attempt visits are up 50% for girls, 4% for boys. And I was recently, I went to Chicago for the National Suicide Conference, and I attended a, a couple of sessions on youth texting crisis lines. So, you know, there's the crisis text right. line. There's also the youth peer line that's out of Oregon, which... I'll send you information if you don't know about that. But the top three things that our youth are texting in about to these crisis text lines. Mm -hmm. First one is suicidal desires. Second one is relationships. And third one is depression. So right now, I'm so glad that um, Kaylee Berger came in and she is joining us and she is a Hope Squad member, like on the front lines, you've got to roll up your sleeves and you're actually doing the work. Talk to us about what you're doing. Uh, so when you're in Hope Squad, what you actually do is the first thing you do is you get nominated by your peers. So in the beginning of every school year, they send out like an email to the teachers, QR codes and whatnot, and they're like, they give it to the students and they say, nominate someone who you would talk to when you're going through a hard time. And lucky for me, I have been nominated. I'm very proud of that. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, what? whenever, yeah, I, I can't think of anything I would rather my daughter have than to be like recognized by her peers as someone they can talk to. So oh. I like you definitely like you're killing life. Okay, Aww. keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Another thing we do after that is we have to go to our mandatory QPR training, which I'm sure um, Casey and Christy told you they about told earlier. Me, yeah, they yeah. Um, and that's always really fun for me because then you get to meet other Hope Squad members, like who you're working with, people on the team. Um, and you're like, wow, these are people that are like me. These are people that uh, other people like talking to. <laughs> they yeah. like expressing yeah. their emotions too. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I always do things in steps. Sorry, but <laughs> you're doing great. Um, Another thing we do after that is we just go through our days like a normal student. Um, we have meetings maybe every two weeks just to like discuss how are your things going? What are things we can do to improve day-to-day uh, -day, like school? <laughs> uh, and then we also just look for signs of people that um, maybe are going through a difficult time is the easiest way for me to put it. Tell us about something, someone or about a situation where somebody actually came to you. Has that happened? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, it's sad to say that it has happened quite a bit. Uh, I think the most recent one, um, it was a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. Um, and they had just gotten out of a relationship and it was really difficult for them. And the reason they came to me is because I was actually um, friends between both of them. Um, so they were both in a relationship. Was sandwiched in there. I know. I was like Ooh. playing messenger boy for a while. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, and they were like, I made a really big mistake and I can't undo it now. And it really affected them. Mm. It affected them a lot to the point where they started shutting people out. They weren't doing their schoolwork. They sat behind me in like biology and they just, they wouldn't do their work. They would just sit there. And I was like, hey, I know this happened, but something else seems wrong. What's up? Um and it turns out, like, they weren't getting the support they needed at home. They weren't getting the support they needed at school. They felt like they were alone all of the time, even when they were surrounded by millions of people. Um, and so I just talked to them. And I was like, it's okay for you to feel those things. Um, it's normal for you to feel those things. And I'm sorry that you're feeling those things right now. Is there anything I can do to help? Is there anything anybody else can do to help? And they're like, no, I just, I don't feel like anybody can help me. I feel like all I'm going to do is be a burden to you. And that's the point when I had to be like, babe, 
a burden is something that people are forced to carry without choice. I am choosing to help you. Oh, right. You better grow up, girl. And that is, <laughs> and that is the moment I told them, you're not a burden. You are a blessing. Wow. Somebody drop this mic over here. I know. Well, I'm like, Somebody can we, drop this can we mic. get her an LPC? Like, <laughs> I'm going to hold your application for employment at okay, Coke when you want to come. And you're becoming a sophomore? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. The heck? I know. I was not that. I was not that. In tune. I was not. Mm-mm. I was not. Or do you get nervous? Like, do, do you, like, was there any point where you were kind of nervous to approach someone that you didn't know or that you were concerned about? Or like, how do you handle that? There have been a few moments. Now, um, I'm a very open person. Like, okay. I've never met y'all before and I'm just here talking to you. And right you're now. doing great. <laughs> um, so I really like to talk to a lot of people. Um, but when I see someone I don't really know, like maybe I don't have their number or anything and they seem down, they seem out of it. Um, I'll normally just go up to them and be like, hey, uh, I know we don't really talk that much, but my name's Kaylee and I noticed that you seemed off today. Are you doing all right? And sometimes they're like, yeah, I'm fine. They'll just brush it off. But sometimes they're like, eh, I mean... Today's kind of been blah. And I'm like, oh, really? What happened? Like, what's up? I might not be able to, like, really do it. I'm not do anything. But <laughs> I just I can listen to you. Because sometimes it's all people really need. They just need someone to listen. 100%. I couldn't agree. I mean, but you were doing so much. Like, because you're, you're identifying someone you're concerned about. You're reaching out to them. And then you're listening. Like, you do so much. Like, so much more than you realize, I'm sure. Okay. So what do you want to be when you grow up? Ah, <laughs> See, not, like, not like you're not grown up now. But. Ah. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. I actually want to be a theater arts teacher for a high school. Love it. Because um, I've been doing theater since I was six years old. So very little. <laughs> As you can see, I'm very theatrical and like the way I talk and whatnot. Um, and my theater teachers have done a lot for me. A lot. They supported me most of the time in theaters where I get my happy place. That's where I feel like I can be myself the most. And so I want to be that place for other people. Yeah, I did too. I love that. That is amazing. <laughs> I just love it. I, I So do you think it's the training or is it just you that oh. makes you able to do this? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I would love to say it's just me, but <laughs> But it is but but you got but to get the training you had to be nominated. So yes. there are some like there personality are, and there's instinctive some things that come from you. you. Yeah. That that everybody knows about you. So I just yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Um I'm a I'm a very loud person. Um, maybe not like vocal wise, but like personality wise. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> you know, I'm there. <laughs> um, like a lot of people, um, I'll even reference uh, Casey, Miss Holder and um, my old algebra teacher used to say I would literally walk into a room and it would just like light up. Oh. And I was like, that is one of the sweetest things. Oh. Um, so I feel like just being almost like sickeningly positive <laughs> it's makes you thing. good for this job yeah. <laughs> yeah wow like i'm always smiling i'm always there i always dress in really bright color because it just reflects who i am and i'm like hey um i'm here I'm so you're approachable here. oh yeah <laughs> that's great um, so oh go ahead keep going i think i get that from my parents for the most part um my mom uh she was a teacher when I was growing up. She's now uh, going to be a counselor. I'm very excited for her. But uh, so she was always with students and with other people and was always talkative and whatnot. And um, my dad, he. Uh, <laughs> he does what dads do, right? He's, he's 
big in something. He's, he's a dad. He's a dad doing his dad things. He brings yeah. home the bacon. Um, Who cares? But he talks to a lot of people. Yeah. So I really get my outgoingness and talkativeness and just wanting to get out and do things from my parents. <laughs> so. I love that. So part of my job is listening to a lot of people. And sometimes that weight is yeah, a little heavy. I was going to say. And, mm-hmm. it, and it, like, it, it can be heavy. So how do you take care of your mental health so that you can be there to support other people? Good question. <laughs> Hashtag um, self-care. Um, so when I first started Hope Squad, that was really difficult for me, actually. Okay. Um, so I started in eighth grade. So I guess I was 13, maybe 14 at the time. Uh, <laughs> and I would... And, Myself, I was actually in a very tough place at that point. Um, my grandmother, may she rest in peace, had just passed. And it was really difficult because I didn't know how to deal with that grief. Um, and then I was nominated for Hope Squad, like right after it. And I was oh. like. Weird. <laughs> I know. I was like, people really, um, really want to talk to me and want to open up to me. That's really cool. Um yeah, self-care. <laughs> self-care, self-care, baby. That. Self-care. I'm just asking. Uh, so what I do is I'm, I've gotten really good about not um, bearing the emotions that other people have. Um, I can listen to you and I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to help you, um, but I'm not going to just take away your right, pain. Right, and absorb it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to be like a sponge and just like, mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. they're all my problems. You got to so, let that go. So you give yourself a little bit of distance yeah. so that you can keep doing what you got to do and then keep supporting people and things like that. And sometimes if the problem does get too big for me, like um, recently I had someone that I was very worried about and they're like, I'm going to kill myself when I get home after this track me, I'm going to go home and I'm going to lock myself in the room and I'm going to overdose on pills. And I was like, whoa like not a cool whoa i was just like oh right um and i looked at my mom and i was like i need to talk to miss holder like right now um because miss holder is somebody that i have contact with and i'm like right now i know where this person is and i can help you get to them but i i can't really help anymore I need you need to pass this on. Need an older person, a more wise person with more experience to jump in and help them. And pass the baton. Yeah. Pass the baton. They're doing great now. They really are. They're thriving. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. That is amazing. Kaylee is amazing. 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 Oh my gosh! From Love the mouths of babes, I mean, right? Just an. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm impressed. Just impressed. Tell me how. She gets to be in the Hope Squad. Not that she isn't amazing and crazy and good and incredible, but how does that nomination process start? You know what's so amazing about the nomination process? That's the whole fidelity of the program. So what happens is uh, it is important that every student nominates. So they get that QR code and it says name three of your friends that you would go to if you were struggling or in a crisis. It doesn't say if you're thinking about suicide. It mm-hmm. just says, mm-hmm. you know, who is kind, who is trustworthy, is a good who listener. is a good listener. Absolutely. And what we find is the same 40 names rise to the top. 
And when we look through this, these nominations, we can see every single group represented. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you just take the top 40. Mm -hmm. When you take a picture of your Hope Squad, it should look like a representation of Of your school. school. One of our Hope Squads was so... This was such a great idea. Before they did nominations, the Hope Squad members got together on a like a, with a big piece of paper and they made a map of the school and put this is where all the different groups hang out, like breakfast club style. Wow. Like this is the group that hangs out under the stairs. These are the theater kids. These are <laughs> the, 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 the mega church yeah. kids. These are the right there because there's all different times. But here's what I want to say is there are amazing, outgoing, loud students like Kaylee, but then who also gets nominated are the different, you know, the quiet one. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, we're like, oh, wow. I knew Kaylee was going to be on Hope Squad, (laughs) right? But it's like, I had no idea people were, people trusted Susan. Mm -hmm. I'm making Mm -hmm. up names. Mm -hmm. But here's where we also get some pushback. Hope Squad is not a leadership group and it is not a club. Mm. Hope Squad is part of your campuses or your school district's overall suicide prevention program. They serve a different purpose. So a lot of, not a lot, put some pushback is, well, this kid was nominated to Hope Squad, but they have attendance issues mm-hmm. or they have discipline issues. And? This has nothing exactly. to do with any of that. Right. Peer to peer. I trust them as a peer. I trust them whether they're here today or not. Exactly. Whatever. Somebody's still texting them if they're not here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they were not, they were nominated. So even if, so let's say, you know, the, the top 40, the top names rise to the top, but then we call that list and we can see that Susan or Johnny or Juan or whoever is part of this group, they need to be on the Hope Squad. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's really, you've got to have that administrative support because the principal on each campus has to know what Hope Squad is, has to know its purpose. And with any program, a program is a program is a program. If I'm trying to lose weight, whether I do keto or Weight Watchers or paleo, if I do it with fidelity, it will work. So we know that Hope Squad works. And so it takes that leadership, really holding people accountable and really finding the time. But time is so hard. Our educators, our administrators, they are stretched so thin. Um, And I know, Casey, we talk about all this time. uh, We talk about this all the time. But finding that time to do these things will help the social and emotional learning piece, the suicide prevention piece, looking out for one another, being a friend, connectedness, all those things affect test scores, attendance. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. So all of this affects, 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 affects. It really mm-hmm. does. Well, wow. that's deep. I love it. I can't tell you guys how much joy that this has brought me. And I know Wendy and I talk about joy all the time and just because it gives me so much hope. And I just realize like, like the doctor that started the hope squad said, like, this is what they need. Like they need connection with peers. And, um, I felt like that for a long time in our schools. Like it's the connection that I think 
is different from whenever I went to school versus whenever kids are going to school now. And so I think that this is just a wonderful, creative, beautiful way to address that and to make kids feel more engaged and in their school where they're going to learn and be successful and have friendships and, you know, figure out who they are. So I just think it's beautiful and it's given me so much hope. And that's the bottom line of Hope Squad. It's about providing hope. So, you know, out of a hundred friends or hundred students that a Hope Squad member helps, 97 just need that friend. Like Kaylee said, you know, walk with me to the band hall, eat with me at lunch, uh, invite me or put me on the group chat. You know, 97 just need a friend. Two may need that referral to a Hope Squad advisor or counselor. And then one is that emergency kind of situation. So it all connects. Thank you, ladies, for every single thing you are doing and how you have helped bring this program to life in our schools and identifying incredible kids like Kaylee. I mean, that I, I just want to dance on this little platform. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm serious. It is just thank you for that, that hope. It is right. the hope and the joy. This is not going to be heavy. We, we can really get past this if we just make the effort. Mm-hmm. We really need to do that. And I'm so glad our teenagers are coming to the yes. to the table, baby, making it work. Well, and I but I also think I wish every school had this because you guys are training teenagers who will become adults and be employed in places and still use these techniques. And I wonder if this will change work cultures in the future. And I was going to so, say, you need to come to cook children. Yeah, so we well, can- I did. So plug for the Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation. So Hope Squad is just one of the programs we support. And then we do QPR for anyone who wants it. So okay. it's funny. We mm-hmm. just did a virtual QPR for the research team. Uh, for Cook Children's. And um, we were actually the foundation. We do do depression research. So we funded a Cook Children's study about the connection between youth epilepsy and suicide. Mm. So we have, you talked about the workplace. We have a QPR program called Beyond the Cube. (laughs) QUB, get it? I love it. And what we know is our coworkers are sometimes like, uh, they're our family. That's my yes. wife or my, my work wife mm-hmm. or my, uh, you know, husband. my, yeah. my work best friend or mm-hmm. whatever they know. And they are perfectly positioned to know when we may not be acting like ourselves. So, uh, actually hope squad can work in a corporate setting. And in fact, shout out to MedStar and Desiree Partain. She at MedStar, they started the first corporate Hope Squad, so their paramedics and EMTs could watch out for each other. Because after veterans, uh, you know, veterans and first responders have some of the highest rates of suicide. So, you know, QPR is good for if you're 10 to 110. Okay. And anybody that will let the foundation come out and do QPR, we will do it. Okay. Leave your card. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're bringing ma'am. them back. We're bringing them back. Yeah. We're bringing them back. Yes. We've got a lot of spots. I mean, there were, were there a lot of, I mean, our people are under burnout and oh my they're under mm-hmm. such stress and we really kind of, we need something like this. So we are intentional about looking after each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. And with suicide is such a hard question. I mean, I, I've done QPR for nurses, doctors, counselors, therapists, social workers. And even if it's something, 
something you do every day. It never gets easy. So it's always good. Let's have a refresher. Let's practice having these conversations. But also, we know that when we can ask directly about suicide, Mm -hmm. that it lowers anxiety, it opens up the chance to talk and reduces the chance of a suicidal act. So you, the only way we can research suicide is to talk to people who have attempted but not completed or who have had suicidal ideation like me. Mm-hmm. And what we know is that people will drop hints. It's these warning signs. Think about your Facebook. Mm-hmm. Do you have a old person you went to high school with or college and mm-hmm. they say, I'm so tired. I just don't know how much longer I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. When you're QPR trained, then we know I'm going to go into message organ and I'm going to say, hey, I saw your post. What's going well, on? Yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on? Because, again, it's intentional outreach. Got it. Love it. I do. If a parent was interested in bringing the Hope Squad to their school, like what do they how do they do that? So if it's a parent, then you need to call or email the principal and say, hey, I heard about this great program called Hope Squad, and I'd like you to get more information. Um, But if you're an administrator or a counselor, you know, the Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation, we have funding to help bring this um, suicide prevention program to your campus. So, you know, it's just about being vocal. Ask. Ask for the help. Ladies, thank you so much. This has been so eye-opening and so riveting. I am, I'm just so impressed. I really am so excited about this. And thank you for listening um, to the Raising Joy podcast. If you find this kind of information useful, please rate, review, and subscribe. We ask you that every week. Until next time, just breathe. Open up. You You matter. matter.